Hi, I'm Annette Way-Clark and this is the cast from Simsper. Each month we will bring you the latest news and updates from the Simsper team and special guests will be joining us to talk about their experiences of working in the sport and physical activity sector. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Our first guest on this edition of the cast is Mark Woods. Mark is chair of the Simsper Board of Trustees and a gold medal winning Paralympian who has created and delivered leadership and communication strategies and development programmes for organisations working in 32 different countries. So today on the cast I'm joined by Mark Woods who is chair of Simsper. Thanks for joining us Mark. It's a pleasure. So we've just recently seen the new strategy from uh, the government through DCMS uh, mm. called Get Active. Really, really interesting, important piece of work for our sector and our workforce in particular. What kind of key bits and pieces of takeaways have we got from that strategy that seems to be taking forward? I, mean, I think probably the most, at the most basic level is the fact that workforce is mentioned as a, as a priority. You know, I think there's an assumption being made in the past, um, but it's never articulated in, the, in the, such a positive way. So, so the fact that they're talking about uh, the impact that the workforce has on the health and well-being of individuals and how that plays into supporting the NHS, the fact that they're talking about the national, uh, the, the workforce governance and national workforce registration scheme project and, and how that will help people have um, safer experiences and enjoy their sport in, a, in, a, in, in better, more positive environments uh, is, is excellent as well. The, the fact that they're talking about the need to be locally focused it plays exactly into what we've been working on in these past few years that we can ensure that we understand the needs for local communities we we understand therefore the the education that needs to be in place to create the workforce that delivers on those needs and and also from a diversity inclusion point of view if we can educate people from the local community we're going to naturally the hope is that we have people that are more representative of the local community too. Yeah, it's, it's a hugely important piece of work for, for those working in the sector and, and employers and, and education providers. That local, local skills piece uh, of work is, is something that we're really heavily engaged in in, in developing those um, local skills plans. Mm. We've been piloting some work around the country and one of those pieces of work has been up in the northwest and really looking at how specialist skills for, for people working in the profession can help them to deliver some real big impact on, on recovery of patients working with the NHS and saving costs in the NHS. Mm. I know this is, this is an area, Mark, that, that you've particularly be, been interested in. Do you want to, to kind of share some of, of, of your story with us and, and around that? Yeah, sure. So, so I, I've been on the cancer conveyor belt twice. Um, first, when I was a teenager, when I had a bone cancer, I had my leg amputated, and that's what made me eligible to be a Paralympic swimmer. Um, and, and that was many, many years ago. The second time was more recently where I had a, a throat cancer diagnosis. And on both occasions, uh, I think one of the things that helped me cope with and, and work through the treatment process was the fact that I was, I was reasonably healthy um, you know, and I was active. And it meant that I went into procedures and treatment uh, in, a, in a better physical state and that I recovered more quickly. And the, the, the project that you're referring to in, in the Northwest is, is, is fabulous because it's now given us some data that, that clearly articulates the benefits of physical activity on someone going through cancer treatment. So this, this prehab, they're calling it, where, where people are supported to get active 
in those few weeks before they start treatment, before they have a, a major operation, uh, the, the data's showing us that by investing in that, their, their positive outcomes in terms of how they, they cope with that treatment and how they then rehab out of that treatment are, are making a huge difference, not only to the individual, but from a cost-saving point of view with the NHS. For £400 invested in an individual to help them be more active in those, let's say, four weeks before treatment, we're seeing a saving of more than £1,200 um, per person. So that kind of data is, is really hard to come by. For a long time we've talked about how physical activity is, is, is the, the wonder drug for the NHS. If more people were physically active, it would save money for the NHS. But to actually have hard data that, that, that proves it and shows it is something that we've needed because it's been a little bit difficult to grasp sometimes and, and therefore difficult to get behind. Yes, most definitely. And, and the data that, that projects like that are, are, are giving us and showing really, you know, most importantly show the, the positive impact it has on the individual in terms of their recovery, but also, as you said, the, the, the impact on the NHS in terms of cost saving, reduced number of bed days, mm. but actually on a wider economic, um, from a wider economic perspective, the fact that people are able to return to, to kind of their normal lives, whether that be in work or, or other activity, um, much quicker also has impact um, across communities beyond that individual and, and nationally economically in terms of contribution to society. A absolutely and again from personal experience I know that I was back into when I was a teenager back into school back into engaging with my local community very quickly because I was fit and healthy uh, when, when, I'm, when I was in my 50s and went through the process I was back to work pretty quickly because I had that kind of ability to bounce back because I had some some baseline health that, that, that it, it's fantastic to get this information to, to, to really drive this way of thinking forward for everybody not just for the individual but for the people who, who define the policies that enable this kind of work it's, that's brilliant. Thanks so much for spending time this day on the cast, Mark, and, and it's been really great to kind of talk about strategy, but also that very real human impact that a, a government strategy and, and the work that, that we do to, to kind of underpin that and, and carry that forward is, is so important to individual lives. Well, it's an exciting time for, for Simspur. It's, it should, it's an exciting time for society. If, if we're starting to have people really understand the impact of physical activity and sport and they not just on the individuals on on the on the society on the economy then that's where the magic's going to happen yeah really really exciting times ahead thanks for joining us today mark thank you We're joined by Catherine Kane, who's Simspur's Careers Hub Manager. Um, Kat's been working on um, a, a relaunch of, of our Simspur Careers Hub. Um, really exciting development. Thanks for joining us on the cast today, Kat. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what's been happening with the Careers Hub and what um, members and wider workforce and aspiring workforce of the sector can, can look out for there? Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. So thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, so basically, as we know, Sometimes working in the sport and physical activity sector can be a little bit crazy in terms of the information that you need to get um, when it comes to progressing in your career or potentially starting a new career within the sector. 
um, we know that there's a lot of information out there and sometimes it can be a little bit confusing to kind of try and decipher what is relevant to you. So basically what, what we're doing at SimSpa is we are going to create a careers hub, which will be which we hope will be a one-stop shop for anyone who works or wants to work in the sport and physical activity sector. And the idea is, is that you will, this is a place where you can come to and it'll give you everything that you need to know about all the different types of jobs that you can do within this sector um, alongside useful information such as typical salaries related to those jobs, what qualifications you would need to um, potentially start a career in, in, in that specific job role um, and ways that you can kind of progress through your career. So it's very exciting. Um, we are hoping to have lots of really useful, useful resources go into this careers hub so that anything that you need to know, it can just be there in one place. Um, so yeah, that's a kind of quick summary of it. It's 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 really exciting development, um, Kat, and, and and part of my old life in terms of my old background was was in careers guidance, and and it is you're right, it's really confusing for for people, both those that are established um, within a sector but but looking to progress, but also people that are entering the sector for the first time, whether that's kind of post school, college, university, or or transitioning completely from from one one industry to another something um that that we have been working on it is this this jobs board and, and it's it's quite an important development can you tell us a little bit about our jobs board in terms of the employers that, that are that are involved in that and, and the vacancies that that we can see on that yeah absolutely so yeah so as well as kind of creating the resources and the support behind the job roles one thing that we know is very important is actually to get to help people transition into actual paid work um so we've created a jobs board where we work with all of our simspa partners um and what that is is it's it's a very unique jobs board um and and that it's very specific it's specific to the sport and physical activity sector so any job that's featured on there is related to the sport and physical activity sector um, and it's from our SIMSPA partners. So that means that we know that they're high quality employers um, that are within within our ecosystem and they are looking for high quality candidates as well. So um, that are really driven to kind of work within our sector. So it's really a match made in heaven between people that are looking for jobs and employers that are seeking people to work um, in, in their areas. So the jobs board was initially launched as part of a retrain to retain project um, and it was one of the most successful parts of the project. We had um, over 35,000 people view different jobs on the platform. Um, there was over 97 different employers um, involved at that point and that number is now growing. Um, and what was really good was that there was always plentiful jobs on there. So, for example, Typically, there was around 4,600 jobs live every day on that jobs board. So it really is a very good landing place for someone to go. Um, they can filter by job role that they're looking for. So, for example, if you're specifically looking for a personal training job role, you can filter down into that job role and you can filter down by location as well. Um, and that will then present to you all of the employers in that area that are actively seeking personal trainers. So, yeah, it's a really, really cool resource and very excited to, to get it fully launched again soon. Yeah, it, it, re it really is. And, and I think, you know, from, from the perspective of, of our employer partners, it's, it's a really important resource. You know, we, we know 
the issues in terms of recruitment and retention in the sector at the moment and and just that marrying together of those really high qual- quality employer partners and the fact that this is a jobs board put together by us as the chartered institute i think is is kind of as you say bringing two great things together which for job seekers um and and for people entering the sector it really is a, an excellent resource yeah, definitely. And another thing that adds to that as well, as well as supporting the kind of high quality employer partners that we work with and matching them to high quality candidates. Um, one of the features that we have with our jobs board is for some of our li- larger national employers um, and people who are, tend to recruit a lot. So again, you touched on it there with the recruitment crisis, is our jobs board actually has a feature where it automatically populates Um, based on that employer's vacancies page, which again is a massive benefit to employers in the sense that they don't manually have to tell us each time they're advertising. We can actually go into their system and just feed through what they already have on their vacancies page and kind of project it onto our site. And it'll then redirect any potential candidates back on to that employer's page. So Again, a huge benefit to employers in that sense as well. It just means that jobs are always relevant, they're always valid, they're not out of date, um, and they're very specific to the sector. Yeah, it, it really is excellent. And and the great thing as well is um, the, the jobs board is, is available now um, and it's available not only to SIMSPA members, but but to anybody who's who's looking for um, job opportunities and, and careers information about working in the sector. Where, where can people go to, to access um, the Jobs Board and the Careers Hub and find out more, Cap? Yeah, so um, it currently sits on the SIMSPA website and that's where it will continue to live from now on. So when you, if you go onto our SIMSPA website, there is a tab at the top called the Careers Hub. Um, and as we begin to build out resources, you'll start to see more things populate underneath that area of the website. But at the moment, if you go to Careers Hub, click on the tab it will be a big a big kind of slide that says sector jobs board and you just click on there and that's you straight in um, and that's live at the moment um, we are making some exciting changes now that it's we know that it's really popular we want to make it even better but there is a really really good function in jobs board on there at the moment and yeah I really encourage you to go on and and have a look that's wonderful Kat. really excellent resource both for for kind of those looking for opportunities in the sector and, and careers information about the sector, but also for employers in terms of finding um, those those great great quality candidates. And um, brilliant speaking to you today, Kat, and and um, we're really looking forward to um, as many people as possible being able to access that information via the careers. So thanks again for joining us. No thanks, no problem. Thank you for having me. I'm really pleased to be joined by Phil Wright, SIMSPA's Head of Insight and Business Transformation, to talk about our member webinar series. Phil, for those that haven't come across our webinars before, can you tell us a little bit more about them? Since around March time in 2020, um, we started delivering monthly member webinars, obviously, to our members, uh, very much initially as a, as a response to COVID and just trying to get information out there. But they became so popular so quickly that we've just stuck with them ever since, continue to run them every single month. Um, and three and a half years almost on, and we're continuing to see such great numbers, levels of engagement from our membership who tune in every single month um, to to uh, yeah, watch the, the webinars that we continue to deliver. 
Um, the topics that we cover is really, really wide and varied. So we absolutely bring in, bring in more often than not external speakers based on topic areas um, that's come from member feedback. So the actual topics that we cover absolutely comes from our members and what they're wanting to hear about and find out more. But just as a couple of examples, um, what we tend to see as really popular topics are often working with special populations um, and specialist areas, whether that's kind of medical things or particular population groups, um, but also nutrition. That tends to be a really popular topic area, but it's really wide and varied and we've covered much more than that. So um, business guidance, marketing guidance for those who are perhaps either self-employed freelance or, or running their own business, um, communication styles. It's it's difficult to put into a hat just the breadth and range of topics that we do cover, um, but really wide and varied. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons why we continue to see members continually coming back, and it's it's the quality of the speakers that we're able to get. So, as mentioned, we often bring in external speakers, and nine times out of ten, these come from our training provider or educational partners, um, and members are assured by this that the quality of the speakers and therefore the information they receive is really, really good. But what we also see, and it's one of the added benefits of the webinars, is that they do contribute to the annual CPD requirement. Um, and I think it's just that commitment from our members who are so committed to maintaining their level of professional status and relevance as a professional. Um, and I think further than that, it's the the connectivity of the webinar because it's a live session and we do record them so not all times work for everyone um, and we completely appreciate that so we make it recorded and, and available on demand but for those who are able to make it live um, it's that live element to it and being able to ask questions and get immediate responses and connect with other members um, as well um, and I think one of the things we've been committed to from the very start is to when topics or subject areas are sort of recommended, we try to make sure that we're giving good information, but it's practical information and information that can be applied, you know, that day or the next day. Um, and that's something members really, really value. Yeah, I, I've seen some of the great feedback that we've had. And, and one thing that, that people have said, Philip, through the feedback I've seen is is that this is a great way to, to kind of easily get access on on demand as you say you can you can watch live but but you can you can catch up um, at a time that suits you and to really get a a sense of some of these topics and some of these specialist areas and i know it then leads on to, to some members going in, in more depth in those subjects and, and doing kind of longer pieces of cpd um and, and technical training around that but i think as you say the the the, the, the nature of, of of the webinars mean that we are getting some some great feedback aren't we 
Yeah, absolutely. The feedback continues to be really positive. And that's a great point, Annette, because um, the webinars themselves tend to be an hour and a half as a rule of thumb. Sometimes that can vary dependent upon the topic. And and realistically, within 90 minutes, we can only t- cover so much. So for for many, certainly when it's a introducing a new topic or subject to someone, we're scratching the surface and it's kind of opening the door to then further opportunities. And we certainly always try to um, provide that so that should someone want to take their learning a little bit further in a particular area we're able to recommend and perhaps provide a little bit of signposting um, to where they can where they can find out more yeah it's it, it's it's great just you know we, we see in kind of hundreds of members every time kind of sign up and register for the sessions what what topics have we got coming up in the future phil next month Um, We've got one on participation trends, um, the latest participation trends featuring our friends at Sport England, um, who who were able to, to give us kind of you know, over the last 12 months or so, what's, what have we seen on the across the wider population in terms of physical activity trends? How, how are people changing their behaviours and habits and perceptions? And that's, again, that's a really, that's something we try to do, I would say, once at least every, uh, every year, sometimes every six months, because it, it really does inform our members thinking around how they can just get ahead of the game and and perhaps see a little bit into the future and start planning as to you know how they might either change their offering if they're running their own thing or or perhaps areas that they might look to train in yeah brilliant and if any of our members or, or any of the listeners um, to, the, to the podcast have got any suggestions or ideas for topics that they'd like to see as featuring webinars how do they get in touch phil um, so there's, uh, I think there's a number of different ways. We're always listening, absolutely. And as mentioned earlier, um, we base topics on member feedback. Um, so what we do within the sessions is every three months, we tend to run a poll and a survey so that um, we're giving regular opportunities to to feed into what, what's covered. And obviously, we always go with the most popular and in-demand subject areas. That's one way. Um, but we do get member feedback coming in in a variety of different ways, whether it's kind of just on email to myself, which is phil.right at simsburg.co.uk, um, or through to our men info at email address um, and, and through social media as well. I think we're on uh, most platforms um, and, you know, I've had feedback coming in through all of those channels. Um, so, yeah, lots of, lots of different ways. That's brilliant. Thanks for talking to us about the member webinars today, Phil, and we're really looking forward to the, the future of, of kind of seeing more topics um, and more of our members joining. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Next on the cast, I'm really pleased to be able to introduce two of our skills hub managers, Danny Housel and Andy Gray. Danny and Andy are part of the local delivery team at Simspa. The team are working with employers, education providers and other partners all around the country to ensure that the right training is delivered in the right place at the right time. Danny and Andy, over to you. So Danny and I have come together to talk about our journeys as skills hubs managers. Danny, what area are you covering? So I'm covering Greater Manchester, Merseyside and Lancashire. Wow, big area. And I am covering Northeastern Cumbria. I know. (laughs) 
How many, that's, yeah. Am I winning in terms of coverage? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think I, I think I cover <laughs> I think I cover the whole of the north, don't I? And you've got a tiny little section over yeah, there in literally. the northwest. I know. I probably uh, drew the. Uh, I think you drew the short straw there in terms of coverage. Do you know what it is? Though? I, I really like it. What about you? Like, how are you finding it, Jenny? Because I love covering northeastern Cumbria. I love it because, well, my three areas are all really personal to me because that sort of Merseyside athletics was where I trained when I was younger, grassroots level, and then Greater Manchester straight into where I actually trained pretty much all the time as my my sort of career progressed, if you like, in athletics. Mm -hmm. And then Lancashire is where I live. So I've got, you know, three areas I sort of really, yeah, care about a lot. Best of all worlds. Yeah, I get that. I think yeah. for the last year, I was the same. I was kind of covering Yorkshire, and it was an amazing place to cover. But now that I'm, I'm all, I feel like I'm back home for work. Of that, it sounds really sad, but I'm like you, like covering the northeast. I absolutely love it. Absolutely, and it's so good oh, just yeah. like getting out and meet different people and different stakeholders from, from I suppose the sport and physical activity sector and and, and wider afield. Oh, I know. And you realise, don't you, how much you sort of all progressed in different ways through the sector and meeting people that you have probably met in the past and, you, and you're seeing again and, and seeing what work they're doing now is wonderful, isn't it? It's really good. It, yeah, it really is. I was having this conversation uh, with what, one of the one of the, the guys that I know and I've known him from like, it, it must be probably 10 years. And I think about where we both were and the journeys we've been on to where we are now and the roles that we've got, it is, it's quite incredible, really. Yeah, definitely. And it's good to see all that knowledge is sort of staying mm. in the industry as well because at one phase, I think we've probably spoke about this before, but you sort of get to a phase, don't you, as a, a, a sports coach or something else and you used to think that's your career and there's no routes to progress and, and all of these things. And, and I feel as our journey's evolving. There's lots of management roles, isn't there, in sport and physical activity that you just don't necessarily think yeah. about. And it's not just standing coaching and it's not just PT and in the gym. It's so bigger than so much bigger than that. And yeah, it's great to see everybody's developing in so many different ways, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Even when you look at some of the, and I know we've talked about this, but the SMEs that you work with as well. And then you've never heard of them, you've never seen them. And all of a sudden you're visiting their site. And you're just like, wow, what a facility. I didn't even realise it was here. And some of them are on your doorstep. And you just think, what a journey you've um, been on. And, you know, the variety as well is just inspiring to me because I go into some gyms and they're rugged and, you know, there's weights thrown all over the place. There's chalk on the floor where people, you know, do Olympic lifts and and I love those spaces, the yeah. gritty and the, you know, and then you'll go to another gym and it's very polished and and it looks a completely different way. And we've got all these different setups for, for so many different people. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's great just seeing the spaces that are actually available across our counties. It's amazing. It is. I, I totally agree. And it's about, you know, when we look at the skills accountability boards that we're setting up, having some of those those people as members and representing on, on the boards because the the local knowledge that they have is invaluable. Totally. They know that, you know, the the market, you know, inside and out and, you know, and being from the areas as well, they know the barriers that they're facing, yeah. they know the, the strengths, don't they? And sometimes just hearing the stories, I mean, 
I find that a lot of people in sport and physical activity world are tough, you know, because you, you go through a lot, don't you? And 100%. and to see what, yeah, I, I think, it, you know, it does, it definitely takes a certain person, doesn't it? And a passion and drive and to meet those people and have their knowledge on the board. Yeah. It's you know, phenomenal. the boards we're creating, it's fantastic. And and it's, it's crazy. You, you meet somebody and all of a sudden you're introduced to another person. And I know our boards ha- have to be a certain size and, and to be representative of, of the kind of region that we're covering. But you could you could generally fill these boards probably three times over with the people you meet because you almost just almost fall in love with the backstory. I know. And where do you, where do you think, you know, where do you start? Because I was thinking, you can't have like 30 people on a board because nobody will be able to say anything. So yeah. you're trying to pick one person to represent a certain area. Honestly, these boards could be massive, couldn't they? I almost feel like yeah. it'd be better to have them just online with a mass participation. Yeah. But then I guess then again, we'd still not get anything done because there'd be so many views. But uh-huh. yeah, it, it's great. And it's great to see the feedback we're getting as well, isn't it? You know, because everybody, when we're speaking to them, and especially about these boards and things, I'm really looking forward to having, you know, what, what they say, listen to. Yeah, and that, I think that's really wonderful for us, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I don't know about you, but I found I haven't really had anyone who's been unresponsive. Everyone's been really positive towards what what we're trying to do with the skills accountability boards and yeah. really want to give input, even if it's just from a skills diagnostic, kind of assessing where the workforce is at, at the moment, how it, how it needs to look maybe in the next 12 months. What, I don't know, what, what's your experience been? Yeah, I'm quite shocked, actually, because I, I didn't think, you know, because, you know, some people know of Sims versus some don't. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can get. But I think as we're building and we're building that trust with our employers and we're being able to share the work we're doing, I think it's much more of a collaborative approach. And I think people are hearing about us from other people. And, and as we're working and we're joining as more of a team together, we're really getting a real, really positive response and and. I think some more we meet, we're like, can you tell me a bit more about what the work you're doing? And I'd like to be yeah. involved in that. And it's really rewarding, isn't it, to hear but, that, you know, everybody, you know, most people want this, don't they? And they want to, you know, improve things. As I say, that trust with employers and them understanding what the role is we do. And I, I quite, I like those conversations when people don't necessarily, you know, some some of our members that are already sort of our members are speaking to people that don't know about us and then they contact us that's fantastic because they're already looking into us I think yeah. people that don't know of us I think can sometimes be a little bit worried because they're like who are these people you know are they coming to check my gym that yeah, worries me you know and I think actually when we get there and they realize that we walk in and we're, we're so different from that because we're walking in and thinking wow look at this place and we're there to put our arm around and we're you know to to share our knowledge and to help them because we that, you know, I don't think they realise how precious they are to our industry and we don't want to, anybody to not be unsupported. Yeah. We, you know, we want to help as much as we can and, and that's what I, you know, love to share with people that don't know of us yet. No, it's interesting. And I was thinking about this the other day and just think, I wonder how other skills of managers are approaching that because it is it is a big, sometimes it's an elephant in the room. Why? And even yeah. just, I've found just trying to approach certainly the, the SMEs it's really yeah. hard because, like you say, the thing you're coming in to, to judge their facility or the way they coach, and it, it's never about that. Is it's really just about raising that awareness and educating people on who we are and what what we're trying to achieve. Um, so yeah, it is. It's an interesting one. It's interesting to find out how different people are dealing with that. You can hear part two of Danny and Andy's conversation in the next edition of the Cast.
We hope you enjoyed this edition of the cast from Simspa. Get in touch if you have some suggestions for future editions or you'd like to take part.